Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. Today's episode is 2002, getting ready for the 2020 season. And real quick, I'm going to go over what we're going to talk about today. And um, then I'm going to get into the disclaimer and some questions. So real quick, so I'm spending today answering a bunch of questions that I get um, from time to time, and then some specific questions that I've had recently. And um, I'm really gonna go deep on some of these questions because I think that they need to be answered. Um, some of the questions are, um, what's going on in the WFA? Um, why don't I like the WNFC? Mm, let's see here. What's my role in women's football? And what do I wish could change in women's football? So we're going to talk about a bunch of these topics. Um, real quick disclaimer. I am an attorney. I am not your attorney. I'm licensed to practice law in the state of Arkansas. And anything I put out here on the radio or webinars, blogs, talk radio, etc., cetera, uh, even the websites and the Facebook pages is all business information or opinion. It is not legal advice. If you are seeking legal advice, please talk to an attorney that's licensed to practice law in your jurisdiction um, that has experience in that type of law. So um, this episode, I can't even remember what I was supposed to talk about or what I promised to talk about in this episode last week because this week has just been crazy. Okay, so um, I decided to kind of answer all the questions going on um, in women's football and kind of, kind of uh, bring it to light um, in a journalistic approach. Last week I talked about um, the duties and responsibilities that media people need to have if they're going to put themselves out there as media personalities or media people, even if it's just in the WFA. You know, if all you do is your radio show or your podcast in the WFA, you have some duties and responsibilities to report the truth, uh, keep transparency, accuracy, and um, bias or unbiased. If you're going to be unbiased, then tell people that. If you're going to be biased because you love one thing or another, tell people that. And then they know that you're getting um, an opinion or a answer with that bias in it. So obviously everybody knows I love the WFA. Um, I've been with the WFA um, in and out for a long, long time. And um, so I put that out there. There's no question about it. Um, so today I'm going to talk about a bunch of things that's, that are happening in women's football. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the cryptic comments and the cryptic things. Um, I'm just going to delve into some of these uh, stories or ideas in depth, um, hopefully to explain them or let people understand what's going on, because I think people are getting seven or eight or nine different stories, and um, it's important for people to know this stuff. So um, let's get started. Um, real quick, just so you know, kind of a timeline thing. I think I have two silks going here. Hold on. Okay. A timeline thing. So I'm actually recording this. Today is Tuesday. 
and I'm going to be on Coach Johnson's uh, JC Hawks network um, tonight. So you'll actually hear me on his radio show tonight and then listen to this tomorrow when my show airs. I pre-record um, just because I just can't go live. There's just some days I just cannot go live uh, because I have something else going on in my schedule. So um, I pre-record and then shout out to BJ. Um, she puts it on um, the network for me. But um, a lot of the reason why I wanted to, um, you know, this year we're changing the Women's Football Success podcast or radio show, whatever you want to call it, um, into more player focused. I wanted to use last year to get really a lot of ownership uh, components and content out there, and we're still going to do that. Um, but I wanted to shift gears to the player um, and make sure that they understand um, several things about women's football and also um, that they have somebody that they can talk to and listen to um, to get some uh, pointers or advice, whatever. Um, everybody knows there's um, now several shows about women's football. Um, you have, again, Coach Johnson's JC Hawks Network, um, and he kind of he talks to a couple different coaches and, and kind of um, goes through different things, but he um, is not really a scripted show. Um, he just kind of talks about what he wants to talk about with the um, person that's coming on that day. I told him uh, he can ask me any questions. So he may repeat or I may repeat some stuff tonight, even though I'm addressing it on my show today, which you'll guys will hear tomorrow. But um, there's also do, 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 Michael Burmy. I haven't heard a lot from Michael Burmy in the last few weeks because I know that he's kind of got some employment, something going on with um, another sport. So shout out to him. Congratulations. But um, he ha has run a blog and, and um, contributes a lot with content and blog posts and um, articles about teams. Um, I will tell you in, in recent um, months, um, he has not been as poignant or detailed in his content because he has, I feel that he has been pushed or not allowed to voice his opinion. Um, that's unfortunate because he does have that uh, responsibility and duty to do so. And he also has the, the right to do so. Um, uh, there's Oscar Lopez on the Gridiron Beauties. I've talked to Oscar several times. Um, I've actually been on his show a couple times. Um, you know, he, he does good as far as women's football. He is a pro WNFC um, when there have been times when um, content has come out negatively about the WNFC. Um, he has uh, chosen not to post it. Um, and when I was asked to be on the show, or when I went on the show a couple weeks ago, um, he told me that he didn't want to talk about it. I even offered to do a debate on his show and um, it was declined. So I went on the show by myself and talked about WFA stuff and what was coming up. Um, that was before the WFA owners meeting. Um, so um, on this radio show today, I'm going to call out a lot of people. I might say some names. People might not like it. Um, but let's let's do a couple of things here real quick, just right off the bat. 
you know, there's people out there that say, oh my goodness, somebody's defaming somebody, and oh, that's slander. If it's a true statement, it's not defamation, okay? If it's true, it can't be defamation. Um, you can look it up on, even on Google. Um, if I make a true statement, um, then you cannot sue somebody for defamation. Now, this is not legal advice, by the way. Um, if it's false, if it's false and I make the statement to hurt somebody's livelihood or career or um, reputation or whatever, if it's true, there's nothing that can be done about it. Oh, well. Now, if I say something about a person that's false, like some things that have been said about me, if it's false, then you can sue for defamation because if it impacts their livelihood or reputation, okay? Um, if I say something to defame somebody, um, you can send any lawsuits to 204 North Front Street, Dardanelle, Arkansas, um, or my attorney in Texas, whichever. Um, but I will tell you that um, I am not in any lawsuits for defamation right now. Um, I am good to go. Um, so I will continue to tell the truth um, for as long as I want. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna go through some questions about things that have come up. Whew. Um, women's football this week has been crazy. Um, a lot of back and forth, a lot of communication. Um, with various people, some people I've never even heard of. I've had anonymous people send me documents, send me information. So with that being said, let's get started. So how long have you been in women's football? Okay, so I started in women's football in 2009. We were in women's football for a couple years. Me and my husband, I was the owner. My husband coached football. And we originally owned the Lone Star Mustangs. You may have heard this story before on other radio shows, but I was asked this question, so I'm gonna go ahead and state it. Um, we went on the first year, we didn't win the championship. Second year, we actually didn't play until 2010. I don't know, 2011. We were champions the next year, okay? Um, we already had plans to expand. We actually um, set a team up in Little Rock Wildcats and the Tulsa Eagles and still had the Lone Star Mustangs. The plan was to expand and also to help the WFA. Those were areas where we didn't have teams already. I wasn't screwing anybody. I wasn't splitting teams up. Um, those places didn't have teams and needed, uh, would help the WFA um, with uh, travel. Now, it's not because I love to travel the earth that I wanted to, I lived in Dallas at the time and traveled to Little Rock and Tulsa um, quite frequently for practices, to hand out equipment, to go to events, etc. I did that to help the WFA and help women's football. Um, no teams were split, no teams existed at that time. So um, I pride myself and find it very important that um, not to split a team, um, not to, um, take advantage of other people's stuff and uh, that kind of thing. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, so that's when we started. We had the the Lone Star Mustangs, Tulsa Eagles, Little Rock Wildcats. And then um, the 
real estate crisis happened. Um, my husband um, lost his job. He was uh, um, contacted by a headhunter to go to Russellville, Arkansas. We had never been in Russellville, Arkansas. So we went from Albuquerque to Denver, Denver to Dallas, Dallas to Russellville, Arkansas. We fell in love with it, said, yes, we'll be there. We love it. In the meantime, I went to law school, et cetera. Um, so we um, either gave away or sold our teams to other people so that they could keep the logos, keep the colors if they wanted to, and move on. Um, that's one of the things that we felt we could contribute to teams so that they could keep the name going. Um, and again, not stepping on people, um, giving people the opportunity to keep going and, and create a name in women's football. We could have made those people just start up new teams, right? Anyway, after that, we were out of women's football um, for almost five years. In the meantime, I had always come up with little plans and ideas for women's football. Um, and uh, then I contacted uh, Lisa King and said, what about a women's football team in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, where the Razorbacks play? And um, so we were working on that, but couldn't find a field or team, yeah, a field that would let us, that would let women's football play. They wanted, they wanted five grand a game. And that anybody that knows women's football, um, that's not doable, especially in first season. But um, then we were uh, contacted by Maria Spencer, who was was in a jam, in a problem um, in Dallas and said, will you come help me? Um, because I need, you know, we need to take care of this team. So we went over to Dallas and, you know, we looked at everything, checked everything out, determined who owned the team, determined who had the rights to everything. Um, and um, signed a contract with Maria Spencer to become co-owners of that team. That answers that question. So then we've been in, we've been with the Dallas Elite, co-owners of the Dallas Elite since this is our, we did two years, this will be our third season with the Dallas Elite and um, things are going well. Um, what's the next question? Why do you do women's football when you are a lawyer? That's a good question. <laughs> Why? My husband asks me that all the time, but um, it's funny because uh, my husband loves football, but this time I really had to um, not coerce him, but really convince him to get back into women's football. We love the football, right? But it does not make much money. Um, we happen to, um, hold on just a second. Got a call. Sounds good. Sorry about that. Um, so this time he was like, he, he, he likes women's football, but he just wasn't sure about the time commitment, um, the, you know, what women's football can become or is gonna become with the people that are in it right now and, and what the long-term is. Cause we're all getting older, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that have been doing this women's football thing since the 1920s. And where have we gotten? What, you know, what are we doing? So um, I had to, you know, tell them this is really what I want to do. We, we do things as a family business. We have other businesses that we run, um, but my son works with us. All my daughters work with us. My daughter-in-law works with us. Um, even some of my daughter-in-law's family works with us. Um, so 
And we even bring on people that my son went to school with back in Dallas to take care of that. Um, now, obviously, being a lawyer pays the bills. Um, women's football doesn't. But when I got into women's football in 2009, um, I really enjoyed it from the beginning. I always wanted to own a football team in the NFL, uh, but thought that was going to be impossible. I didn't know how much it was going to impact my life with regards to uh, the emotional component. I'm not a very emotional person. I'm not, you know, romantic or anything like that. Um, I pretty much say, say how it is. And my husband's kind of grounds me and says, you know, we're good, but I'm getting off topic. The um, women's football to me is the epitome of female empowerment. And I say that in many ways. I say that in the different shapes and sizes and the different colors and backgrounds of different people from all walks of life. Um, I really, uh, and I've expressed this to several people and I've even had job interviews that have asked me, you know, what are some of your biggest highlights or what are the things that you're most proud of? And I probably didn't get the job because of it, but it's the truth and I don't care. Um, I really love having an organization that allows people to be who they are with us. Um, I really enjoy the idea that um, women from different backgrounds can come together and be sisters and be friendly to each other and work towards one goal of putting all of their time and effort towards beating the other team. I, I really enjoy that component of it. Um, not many sports can you have all shapes and sizes of women and they're all um, embraced. All of their body types are embraced. So that really is a big thing for me. Um, and now I feel a duty and a responsibility to continue with women's football and share my knowledge and share my skills and my experiences with other football team owners and players, etc., cetera, um, to make the sport more than what it is. I know that it can be a great thing. So that's kind of my thing as to why I do women's football when I am, in a, when I am an attorney. Um, so next, hold on, let's see what we got here. What's going on in the WFA? Everybody wants me to spill the beans, don't they? So I love the WFA. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's been around a long time. Um, we started way back first year. And if you listen to some of my other podcasts, you'll get the story of how it started and all that good stuff. But um, what's going on in the WFA right now? There's some committee meetings going on uh, with regards to a couple things. One of them is the tier system. The And I can give you my opinion. I don't mind giving you my opinion about the tier system, but I don't vote on the committee. I purposely did not get on a committee because I didn't want to influence how it went. Um, I think that sometimes people shouldn't be, you know, the the shouldn't have all these different tasks to do. Um, you know, if it's, 
if it's a player organization, it should just be players. If it's an owner organization, it should just be owners. Um, and I think that's very important. So um, real quick, while I'm off topic on the tier system, I'll tell you my opinion. I don't like it. Um, I'll do whatever the WFA says. If they determine that I'm a tier three team or if they determine we're not going to have a tier three or whatever, I'll, whatever the rule is, I'll abide by it. Um, and I can talk about that more later, but not everybody's going to like what they come up with, right? Not everybody, but I'm willing to abide by it. Just give me the rules, tell me what they are, and let's go, right? Um, the tier system, I hate it because back in the day, we didn't have a tier system. Everybody just fought it out, and there was one game, one you know, one championship. I get why we have one or two or three tiers. I get that. Um, I like the, the philosophy of the first one, but my guess, if I were to guess, I would guess that we are going to end up with something in the middle, maybe a two-tier system or a three-tier with things divided better. Um, but I, 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 I don't know what we're going to do as far as that's concerned. The committee, you know, we put our two cents in at the owner's meeting. And the committee is going to talk it over, over the different variations, and then it'll become something. With that being said, um, we just had the owners meeting in Chicago. It went great. We had, I want to say 70 some people were there representing 55-ish teams. I would, that's the biggest one I've ever seen. That's the most that have ever gone there. I love it. Um, I hope, and I would like for us to have an owner's meeting, a second owner's meeting at the championship. Um, star that, note to self, you know, whatever. Um, no, just kidding. Um, but I would like to have that because I think that bringing the owners together at the championship is also a big deal. So what else is going on in the WFA? Um, we are getting a bunch more teams. There's uh, the Oklahoma City Force, OKC Force which is really, you know, for me, from my standpoint, the map standpoint, um, OKC is a good spot. I mean, it's far enough away from Tulsa, um, but it fills in that void. And we have uh, the Little Rock team coming back. So that, that area has always been difficult for women's football. And so I think that really um, fills a void there. Now, the other void obviously is from uh, Denver. And then you have this just open Rockies and north into Wyoming, um, that's very difficult as well. But um, I think we're really plowing uh, away at the central area. And I think it's looking good. Um, I'm really excited for, for the team, for the teams coming in there. And I could, you know, I haven't today looked to see. Um, let's see here. I'm just going to check and see if there's any notices out today because I don't put I don't put any information out until it's posted, right? Um, that's just me. Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram. Let's see here. Um, 
I'm just checking to see if there's any new posts about team. I know that there's a few more teams coming in, but I just don't know if um, everything's been locked in. We we wait until everything's locked in to be um, to announce it. Well, and here's one I want to just do a shout out real quick. I wasn't planning on doing this, but shout out to Minnesota Vixen. Okay, Laura, this is awesome. So she is. Vikings Women 100. Okay, shout out to her. If you guys get a chance, just like her post or, or just congratulate her. Um, she's, her and her husband own um, the Minnesota Vixen. And look at her husband's looking great, um, real healthy, and I love the beard. But shout out to them. Um, what an honor for her to be uh, one of the Minnesota Vikings 100 women. That's really an honor. Um, now we have the Mississippi Royalty. That one was announced a couple days ago. And I'm going to get to, um, I'm probably going to do it at the end of the show, um, the tryouts, because I really want people to know about them. But I really, this, the topics that I'm talking about today, I'm just not sure that I want to put out the um, tryouts on it. So, do, 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 do. So why don't you, here, this is getting serious now. Why don't you like the WNFC? Bam. Wow. Okay. How do I answer this? I don't not like the WNFC. I, I don't know enough about the WNFC to hate it. Um, I do, you know, there's some things that bother me um, about multiple leagues. Um, I feel that there's a couple issues that I have with the WNFC, but I don't think that that would keep me from the ultimate goal of having one ultimate league in women's football. And I can explain that a little bit. Okay, so let's get into the, everybody is just pussyfooting over um, the big elephant in the room, and I just have a hard time doing that. Um, it's not because of uh, something bothering me or I feel that it's, it's amazing stuff, but this is serious stuff when you talk about women's football, and everybody's just being quiet about it. Um, so I'm putting it out there. Okay. Um, excuse my language. Um, let's see here. The SEC halts alleged $125 million offering fraud from Mediatrix. Okay. So if this is defamation of character, somebody can sue me, okay? It's not. If you go to sec.gov backslash news backslash press dash release 2019, oh, sorry, release slash 2019-180, you can see the press release from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, okay? SEC halts alleged $125 million offering fraud. 
Now I've gotten calls. I've gotten gosh, it. My phone lit up the, the last week and a half. Like, what does this mean? Okay. So this is an emergency temporary restraining order to freeze the assets of three individuals. Okay. Now, real quick, before I say this, let me go back. I was a stockbroker. My husband was a stockbroker. We both had a Series 7 and Series 66 and Series 30, 63 licenses. That's on the SEC website. You can go check it out. Um, I, I'm in good standing. I've had background checks. I've all that kind of stuff, okay? So this is not defamation of character. This is fact. Um. And people just don't even know what it means. Um, and you can talk to uh, somebody that does stocks and bonds and mutual funds. I would recommend it to be somebody outside women's football. But this is big, okay? So I was when I was on the radio show with um, Oscar. Lopez, and he said that I could do, he said it would be okay to do like a debate style with Bryant Sewell. And I said, no, I want to do it with Odessa Jenkins. And they denied it. But I'll do it with Bryant Sewell now, but I'm guessing he won't, he won't be available. But so a Ponzi scheme, some kind of algorithm, if you read this, an algorithm was designed by Bryant Sewell and one of the other guys. and had never experienced an unprofitable month and had returned more than 1,600% profit since inception. Well, that's your first red flag. If you know anything about stocks and bonds, it never just always goes up. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, right? You got a bear market, you got a bull market, it's just up and down, right? This is a big red flag um, that people have, have talked about and questioned and all that kind of stuff. But it says that so what happened is this started in 2016. It's been happening 2016 until September 18th, 2019, when all the money was frozen. But um, it says here that in addition, this is second paragraph, like third sentence, in addition to repeatedly misrepresenting the profitability of the trading, the complaint alleges Defendants also misled investors by falsifying account statements and making Ponzi-like payments, all while misappropriating more than 100, or sorry, 35 million in investor money for defendants' personal use, including luxury properties and vehicles and all that stuff. So people think, oh, well, they're just being sued. Well, the, the SEC doesn't investigate things for two and a half years for no reason, right? If you go up to the top of this, you can look over to the right side and it says SEC complaint. You can click on that link and it shows you the actual court documents that were filed. It's uh, 58 pages. It looks like they were filed uh, 9-12-19. And that um, was done in Colorado. Some of it's sealed, it says. But this is the rest of it. But up top, you see some of it's sealed. But you see here the, the defendant's name. This is no joke. This is actually happening. 
Um, this is a big deal. So my concern is the, the, the talk that women's football will not be impacted by this or has not been impacted by this. And I offer two areas where this is a problem. One is future sponsors, right, to women's football. How is the, it going to impact that um, this person was uh, associated with women's football? Um, and two, anybody that received funds directly or indirectly from Bryant Sewell or Michael Stewart or Michael Young are going to have to answer for that money. So I don't know if people have received money or not. Um, I'm guessing, I don't know. I'm not even going to guess whether people have received money from Bryant Sewell or not, indirectly or directly, or not even knowing they got the money from Bryant Sewell. But that's a big deal. Um, this is not something to just kind of sweep under the rug and um, not let people know about it because if potential investors are coming into women's football and they are not told about this and you know about it, you are helping to defraud that sponsor. It, it, it's just horrible. It, it can't be done. It, it, it can't be done. Anyway, with that being said, um, I made comments about Brian Sewell a long time ago. He did not sue me for defamation at that time either. He's never sued me for defamation of character. Um, but this is uh, this is not the only situation. Um, if you if you go in here and type in here, Bryant Sewell fraud. I mean, you you can see all the people that are covering this story. Um, it's embarrassing to me, and I'm not even you know associated with him. But with that being said, it cannot be something that a people in the news are saying are just hiding under. You know, even in the NFL, even in the um, basketball, whatever, soccer, a story comes out and there's still a duty to let the story be known. Um, I think I, I think some of the comments were um, unprofessional and amateurish. Um, let's see, yeah. Unprofessional and amateurish is, is why these stories are being told. I would argue back it would be ethical and transparency that um, are getting these stories out. Now, I, you know, I didn't personally put any of these stories out. Um, it, it is what it is, but I feel a duty and a responsibility to share this information. Um, the original question is, um, why don't you like the WNFC? And I would say that when the WNFC was created, there were certain things that were expressed that were going to happen. And I feel like those things either didn't happen and people were misled by them or people just because they felt they had to or were in a tough spot, continued to go with them. Um, I have nothing against the WNFC. Um, I actually talk to the guy with the USWFL all the time, Coach Johnson. Um, I actually, you know, my rival team, the Arlington Impact, um, 
we sat together at a table at the owners meeting. We have no problem with each other. We're good. We know, we know the boundaries. I'm not going to steal from you. You're not going to steal from me. We're good. Those are your players. These are my players. I'm not going to talk to your players. If your player comes over to me, I'll let you know. But we're not, we're not going to play that game. Um, I don't like it when um, a league is created by splitting teams or when you ask a team to come and it doesn't come, you then try to get coaches and owners and such to come over and create a team. And then that's supposed to be the premier league. I just, I just feel that that is disingenuous. Um, and so that's what I have a problem with. And I'll tell you, if it's if it was in the WFA, if it was my mother, whoever, I would still say, no, it's not the right way to go. Now, the USWFL, um, they have teams that used to be in the WFA as well. Um, and some of the teams go from the USWFL over to the WFA. Um, but I feel that that has been um, worked out in the proper manner. Um, and again, it's not my... It's not my choice who goes where, um, but I think that everybody should have um, the education to to make these choices. Um, I hope that helps to answer it. Um, I don't have a problem with any of the leagues. Um, I hope that one day we can all become one um, one league but things would have to change before that happens. Um, there's several things that would have to change. And I can share with you those things. If somebody wants to ask me that question, um, I'll answer it on another show. But for that, um, that's it as far as that question. So let's see here. So this is another one about the WNFC. Um, and again, this is getting big. I mean, this is getting deep and um, Why don't you like Odessa Jenkins? I don't dislike Odessa Jenkins either. Um, I actually loved Odessa Jenkins for a long time. Um, she was a player on my team, Lone Star Mustangs. Um, I went to her nephew's birthday parties at her house, spent time with her family. Um, I was actually, um, I was actually the person uh, when her mother fell at Cowboy Stadium, I was the person there with her when she fell and, and stayed there till the ambulance came. Um, it's, it's kind of difficult for me to talk about because um, I'm not sure what I should say. Uh, people think that um, I'm, uh, let's see here, out to get, yeah, I think Bryant Sewell said that I'm trying to sabotage the WNFC. And um, that's absolutely not true. Uh, um, I find it funny that all this time he's been calling me a liar and um, anyway, um, why don't you like Odessa Jenkins? 
Um, I love Odessa Jenkins. I don't like the way that things have been done um, with regards to the Dallas elite, with regards to the WNFC. Um, I think that there's a right and wrong way to do things. And in this instance, I feel that they were not done correctly. Um, that's really all I'll say about that at this time. Um, anyway, if anybody has any more questions, um, I'll, ask, I'll answer them on uh, another post. Um, why do you love the WFA so much? Well, I'll tell you. The WFA is a family, personally. Um, I think that uh, it's come a long way since 2009. I mean, there's some things that are still the same in women's football since 2009. But... Um, I think that the WFA has a good foundation, has good people in place in the team ownership. Um, and I think people need to understand that, that you know some of the teams that are not in the WFA, there may be a reason for it. There may not be a reason, but you need to do your due diligence. You need to do your research. Um, and know what's going on. Um, I love the WFA because, um, you know, some people are really bothered by, and I didn't expect to talk about Lisa King, but um, some people are bothered by the fact that some of the rules or some of the things don't go their way, right? Um, some people just, you know, get mad that, oh, I didn't get this or, oh, you know, she compromised on that or whatever. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's the same way with a team. You're, you're not going to make everybody happy. And I said, and I stated that before. People are not going to love every decision you make, especially if it's not the best decision for them. Because as a, even just as a team owner, I have to look at the whole impact on my team. Some people say, oh, I want to do this fundraiser and I want to do this and that. And, you know, I may love the idea, and but I have to look at the overall, is it going to fit our schedule? Is it going to be during the right time of year? Um, is it going to give us the most money for our effort? How many players am I going to be able to get to come to it? Are the players going to want to do it, et cetera? Um, you know, is it going to amount to, you know, five hours of work and each girl gets 10 bucks? Then I can't do it as much as I love your idea. And I think that on a league level, um, Lisa King, shout out to you. Um, I think that on a league level, um, that's a constant for her. I can't even imagine how many calls she gets in a day um, about, and I got to tell you, bullshit. Okay. Um, I understand that some people have some major things that happen, but I can't even imagine all the um, crazy, weird all she gets. So kudos to you because I couldn't handle it. I'm not, I, I just can't handle it. So um, I feel that in the WFA, why do I love it so much? It's a family. People are willing to work together. It's much more a family now than it ever was, I feel, um, even two years ago or five, seven years ago, five years ago. Um, and I feel that the owners are really 
um, working together and getting serious. And, you know, I mean, okay, I can give some of that credit to Odessa Jenkins for sure, um, because I think that um, her efforts have stepped up the game um, to get people kind of working in the same way. You're always going to have owners that don't see the same as other owners, right? There's going to be some owners that really don't, you know, they either some want it to be continue to be wrecked. Some of them actually want to make money, um, that kind of thing. So um, I think that there are a lot of wonderful ideas out there and there, and I think that things are moving in a positive direction, no doubt. Um, I hope that answers your question. What is your role in women's football? Okay, so I'm the crazy one. No, I'm just kidding. I am, so co-owner of the Dallas Elite. I am with my husband, director of team development. So we connect with all the teams, ask them if they're doing okay, ask them if they have any questions um, and really try to guide them. Um, our goal is to make uh, every team profitable, um, a profitable business in and of itself and therefore making the whole league profitable. Awesome. Uh, I hope I can't wait. I'm just so excited about it. But um, what else? I also have the women's football success uh, um, group and website and Facebook. So I put a lot of resources out there for women's football um, at no cost. Um, I am launching some webinars for women's football that will cost money um, because um, I put a lot of time and effort into them and uh, I cannot just continue to give away all these things. One of the reasons why people are so hesitant about sharing their ideas is the idea that the team is going to move leagues or the team is going to start a new team or whatever the next year. So there's a lot, and I've talked about this before, there's a lot of uncertainty about what to share because they don't know that they their idea will not be used against them next year. Once we get to a place where we can have one league that takes care of everything, um, I think that the owner's mouths and the owners minds will open up and share all the wonderful things that they're doing um, so that everybody can benefit from the different um, resources and the different ways of doing things you know because if i have one way of making money and you have one way and laura has another way wouldn't it be cool if we all knew those and we each had three ways we each had three avenues of money right um, it would be great if we could share all those things, but people are hesitant and they're still hesitant because they just don't know what's going to happen the next year. I gotta look and see how much time I've been talking. Here we go. We got about 12 minutes left. Let's see here. So that's my role in women's football. And then of course I do this radio show. I do the Facebook lives that are coming out and I'm going to start, we're going to have interviews with players coming up. I'm super excited about that. Um, so that'll be fun. And then let's see, what's, I got one more question here, it looks like. Um, what is one thing you wish you could change about women's football? Oh man. Okay, so I would probably say 
three three things, I guess. Um, not just one thing I would change about women. There's a lot of things that still need to be changed, but I would say lack of transparency. Um, I think that a lot of people are duped. A lot of people don't know what they're getting into um, when they think about women's football. That's from a player standpoint and from an owner standpoint. Um, just because the information isn't out there or they're told one thing and then it's changed to another thing. And that's a big deal. Um, I don't like the splitting of teams. You know, if, if one team uh, gets mad at somebody or three players get mad at the owner or five of them don't want to pay their player fee, they decide that they're going to go and own their own team. Well, if the owners won't pay their own player fee, are you going to be able to get the players to pay their player fee? I mean, really. Um, so I don't like the splitting of teams. It actually hurts women's football. Um, people think, oh, well, we're just expanding women's football. No, it's the same amount of people just rotating around. I don't know if you guys realize this, but when you call like AT&T or Sprint or Verizon or what's the other one, uh, T-Mobile, and you cancel your service, they're like, okay, fine, cancel your service. Why? Because when somebody from T-Mobile goes over to Verizon, somebody from Verizon's going to AT&T and AT&T's going to Sprint. I mean, it's a non-stop circle. So they don't care if you go or not. They're gonna, they're gonna still have a similar amount of people because they know that they're all providing similar things. Now one's gonna have this package and one's gonna have that package but everybody still wants to have a cell phone. Same thing in women's football, you know? Um, yeah, one league, you're gonna be able to play more people and one league, you're gonna have less travel In one league, you're gonna have, you know, a smaller schedule or less games to play, right? But wouldn't it be so cool to have all one league and be done with it? Um, the other thing, uh, the question is, what, what is one thing you wish you could change about women's football? I would uh, change players getting paid. That's been my goal for a long, long time. And, and I think that we're, you know, moving that way, getting players paid, getting coaches paid, getting um, staff paid. People ask me, you know, do you, do you pay your staff? Um, sometimes, sometimes. Um, and I'll, I'll, you know, I, and we have coaches contracts and player contracts. I mean, we're, we do it legit. Okay. Um, but I have people that work the concession stand. I have people that work the front desk. Um, I have, uh, people that do my video. I have people that do my cameras. Um, but that, I mean, I don't expect people to do that every year. I mean, that's, we, it would be awesome if you could come in year one and do all that. But it takes time to build that up and that we understand that. We know that. So, um, but if I can save you some time by giving you some pointers so that you're not wasting money, time and effort on these things, and I can change your learning curve by three years, five years, whatever, and you can start making a profit, then it's a win-win for all of us, right? So those are the things I think, lack of transparency, splitting of teams, and uh, players getting paid. I want those things to change in women's football for sure. So real quick, I'm almost done. I've, I've got 
like nine minutes left. So if you guys want to hit me up, okay, so you can go, I'm switching things a little bit um, here in the next couple weeks, but I just have not had time with all this craziness. Um, you can hit me up at Women's Football Success, which is still on um, supersmallbiz.com. That's where I have my cons business consulting, supersmallbiz.com, B-I-C. And you click on women's football in the lower right of the menu, and it takes you to all of this women's football stuff. You can also go, and I clicked on something wrong, um, so I will be able to open it up soon. It's the Women's Football Success Group, where we will have the Facebook Lives. We're going to have um, players on there. We're going to have support staff, everything, coming on there to be part of the radio show. So um, I wish you guys well. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm going to be on Coach Johnson's show tonight. Um, and he said he's going to, I told him he can ask me whatever questions. And now I'm like, I don't know if I should have told him that, but let's see what happens. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good night. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that one, go over there and check his radio show out. That's um, JC Hawks Network. And I put it on the Dallas Elite Women's Football page that I was going to be on the show. So. Um, you're probably going to listen to that one before you listen to this one. But if not, go check it out. You guys have a great week. Thanks, BJ. Thanks, Mr. Ellington. Thank you all the nines on the baby.